Okay, so how is everybody's uh, holiday week? Nope. <laughs> Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing and now you're trying to feed him your body. Thou fluid. shalt kill all of your hands and a dog fish a tampon and the garbage in a right to bubble but you can pretend like you will. A dog. brunette we've got katie she's the redhead hello and we've got carly she's the blonde hiya thank you very much for joining us this evening on this christmas week we hope you enjoyed our last episode our sue rewind about the still unsolved case of jean benet ramsey we hope you enjoyed that we will probably touch on that case again someday at some point uh when we solve it so we're but tonight we, we are absolutely going to solve it. But tonight, uh, Katie's leading the case. So take it away, Benny. Not the Christmas case that has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> it's the opposite of the spirit of Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> so it's great. So tonight we're covering the craziest story ever of the disappearance of Carrie Farber. Sources are a lot of them, so many things mm -hmm. I watched, but just to list some of them, Deadly Women's Fatal Fixation Season 13, ABC's 2020, A Tangled Web, um, the book A Tangled Web, which I, 2020, like features a lot of her writing through the episode. So that's really cool too. So I wanted to list that as a reference as well. The, the podcast with Jen Carpenter, So Dead. And to start the episode right off the bat, I want to immediately dedicate the episode to Nancy Rainey and Max. So we'll start the story with Dave. I feel like usually we always start with our victim, but this story is really interesting. And so to keep everybody kind of like on the edge of their seat, kind of the way that I came across this story, I felt it was best to start with Dave. <laughs> and so that's where we're starting okay so we're gonna start with fucking dave krupa fucking all right dave. which he's he's something he's an interesting guy okay so dave there's this guy dave dave krupa i like to call him dave koopa but that's all right okay he decides to take this job in omaha nebraska at an auto repair shop he had just recently separated from his wife they were together for 12 years and they had two children together. This is the first time that he had ever, Dave had ever been out on his own in 12 years. So he's hitting like this single life for the first time in a really long time. And that's pretty scary. So he's on his own and he's like, I'm lonely. I'm feeling a certain type of way. Let's try some internet dating. Right. So that's what he Yikes. decides to do. He gets on the internet. You know, I don't, I do not miss dating. I have to say like, you gotta I, do what you gotta do. Sometimes. Oh man. I get, I get it. I definitely get it. But that is just, man. It gets Ooh. a little lonely. It gets a little lonely out there. No, I so. think I'd just be alone. <laughs> <laughs> like word, no. word, like the internet like dating. Word out. No, no, thank I'm you. Not for I'll me. be home with my kids and my books. Very first girl that Dave meets in his internet dating is a girl named Liz. He claims that he was very attracted to her. He thought that she was pretty. And so they set up a date. Liz tells Dave Cooper that she is a single mom and that she has kids that are around the same age as him. So they have a lot in common and the two sort of start talking and seeing each other. Eventually they start sleeping together, still having like a very, like, you know, nothing serious. He claimed the entire time that he didn't want a relationship and that he wanted to see other people. And she made it clear with him that she felt the same way. Right. And he's not, he was not pulling any punches with this from the beginning, right? From the beginning, he was like, this is not. This is what I want. Yeah. And he I'm knew, not trying to but... like this. It is what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right from the beginning, he was always very honest and open about his feelings, for sure, from, from the get. Six months or so after he meets Liz, this very 
extremely attractive, according to him, quote, unquote, extremely attractive woman, walks into his auto shop with her Ford Explorer and she needs some maintenance work done on the vehicle. And it is a girl known as Carrie Farber. Carrie Farber is a smart, caring, beautiful girl. She was 37 years old and her friend said that she lit up any room she walked into. She had a bright spirit and a kind heart. Dave Krupa immediately like feels this attraction to her. He asks her out and apparently the two of them hit it off and they go on their first date night. Carrie then tells David that she doesn't want anything serious, right? And she says at first and so he's like, oh, this is like, this is amazing. Like she's my freaking connection. Like this is what I've been saying all along. Right. Like he's like, I've been, you know, I've been waiting for that. Carrie stays at his house or no, she doesn't stay. She leaves. They, they're, they have a nice time or whatever. And she's leaving his house. And as she's going out, she passes Liz, right? The girl that he was dating before. And she had left some stuff at his house at Dave's house and she came back to get it sort of like unannounced right and they they happened to just pass each other like almost like a shoulder nub if you mm. would like they just well this is like already for me the first red flag you do not just stop by my house ever it, yeah 100% without calling ahead like and letting me know like you do not so just stop by. The, I feel like the way I feel like the way that this went down is he and Liz were not really like hitting it up Jay anymore and so she had some stuff at the house and she was like I will stop by and pick it up like open-ended and like mm-hmm. not tell him I think it was very much a situation where she was showing up to like she showed up at like 8 p.m. on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she showed up at a time where it'd probably be more convenient for her to stay over than to leave. And there was oh. another woman there. And yeah. I I think she, I think Carrie, I, I seem to remember Dave saying that Carrie was like dying laughing. That she was just like, okay, I'm gonna get out of here now. And you oh. deal with whatever the hell this is. Mm-hmm. And I'm out because like I told you, like, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want anything to do with like whatever's going on. Yeah. Like she was, it was very much her to just like start laughing and be like, this is, I'm out. Like, yeah, she was, she, yeah. yeah, like something. So Carly, maybe it was a red flag for her too. Maybe what she an was awkward, just like, you well, know yeah, what? I mean, what an awkward encounter that is to have right when you're like, le- like leaving the guy that you like just started brand new, like first date ever, like. I don't yeah. know. It's just weird. Yeah. It is weird. So yeah, it is. It is a little pop-up that's like, okay. Apparently, yeah, apparently the encounter was a whole 10 seconds, maybe total. Maybe total 10, 15, 20 seconds of the most, okay, that they have. Carrie was a computer and she programmer and she gets this big, she gets this project assignment at her job. Dave tells her that she can stay at his apartment with him because her job was only like literally right around the corner from his house where she lived in Macedonia Iowa and it was far it was like over an hour drive for her job so this project was going to take a lot more work and she's like oh are you sure you wouldn't mind and he's like absolutely 100% here's the key like you can you can stay here yeah, that makes total sense because I, I've definitely worked with computer programmers before and their hours are just nuts. Like, it's just like, and sometimes when you have something to do, like you need to be, you need to be in there for a lot, for long periods of time. So she probably wouldn't have wanted to drive that far, you no, know, in the wee not. hours of the morning. Like, and they're comfortable. They both know they don't want to be serious. You know what I mean? So they know so they good. can have a casual relationship. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah, but like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but. But like, I don't know. You're, they were only together for like casually together for a couple weeks or so. And then she's already like moving in, regardless of whether it was for a permanent, you know what I mean? Obviously it was only for like however long the project ran for. And it makes logical sense. But like considering they had only just, you know, not been together that long, however long it even was, 
That's just weird to me. But whatever. It is everybody's weird. different. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. But that just seems to me that that means that they both are not necessarily as casual as they had set out to be mm. about the relationship. Sure. Like you know that I mean? each of them might like each other a little bit more probably yeah. than they're mm. That's what I on. would think. Yeah. I think Dave also has a, I hate that. First of all, Dave. Fucking oh, <laughs> Dave. Oh, but God. I think that Dave like has a way with the ladies a little bit. Yeah. Like I yeah. think that he's like, you know. Oh, you think me? There's something about him, you know? There's something about Dave. Dave had, Very you know, he was enamored. Dave was enamored by her from the start. And so he didn't, he immediately gives her the key. Okay, so November 13th, 2012, Dave claims he gets ready for work and he gives Carrie a kiss goodbye and he tells her that he's going to see her later tonight. Around late afternoon time, Dave claims that he got sort of like a strange message from Carrie, randomly asking him if he wanted to move in together. Dave's like, this is totally out of left field. They both had recently just talked to the exact opposite of doing that, about not doing that. In confusion, he responded and said, no, like, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. I want it. Like, I told you that, basically. He responds to her. Carrie immediately responds to him with some insane message replies. Things like, fine, I'm done with you then. I'm dating someone else. I'm with another per- guy. Okay. I don't want to or Go away from me. Okay. A bunch of profanity, Dave claims. And he was totally shocked. And he gets home and Carrie's not there. The messages, he's like getting blown up. Then it stops for two days, right? And then two days, the messages start from her again. This time she's blowing him up. She hated him. He'd ruined her life. He was a terrible person, so on and so forth. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, other people in Carrie's lives are also getting messages from her, including her mother, Nancy Rainey. Poor Nancy. along with so many other moms that we just like feel for when we cover so many you know of these cases yeah but she claims that these messages from her daughter are super odd and they're just not they're totally out of the norm including a message where she tells her mother she was moving to kansas and that she's not going to be returning any of her mother's phone calls and that she can't like she has the inability to call her back for whatever reason, but won't tell her why. On a little side note here, like it's to be said that Carrie was diagnosed, has been diagnosed with bipolar and we'll kind of get into this a little bit later. She was diagnosed like with bipolar disorder in her twenties. It was a few years after having her son, Max, and she had been on medication to treat it. Nancy had claimed that she didn't like taking the medicine always and that sometimes it had made her feel numb or weird. As of 2012, Carrie had been doing fine with the meds and had been having some therapy and some things to help her out that she was doing a lot better since she had gotten a new job and that she was just all around doing way better. And it Mm -hmm. had been a while since she had, she like, wasn't not taking her medicine anymore and so on and so forth. Like she was being, she was doing great according to mom, according to Nancy. And nobody has seen her at this point. Dave hasn't seen her, but Dave's getting texts from her, but like her mom hasn't seen her. They're all just getting these text messages. They're just questioning it. Like they're really questioning it, but nobody, they just think that something must be going on. They don't assume that it can't, 100% can't be her. Carrie also apparently sent a message to her boss telling them that she quit her job and that she was moving to Kansas. Again, the can't, the moving to Kansas thing comes up numerous times. What, um, like we are going to have to get into that later, but like what sort of like Wizard of Oz shit is that? Like yeah, what yeah, the fuck pop culture yeah. reference is that? Like seriously so random at this point she's Um, left her son and is just going to go to kansas also this is like this is another one of those things too where Mm -hmm. she had a close relationship with her mother Mm -hmm. she would today would talk at least every three days if they didn't talk like it was abnormal for them to not talk at least every three days like 100 no one's just no one can understand people are confused friends are confused too odd text messages from her so finally november 16th of 2012 when carrie did not show up for her half brother's wedding that nancy officially filed 
a missing persons report. And by that point, they all knew that something really just was not, something was not right. Nancy told the investigators that about Carrie's bipolar disorder, and she felt that they just weren't taking her missing report seriously. But you'd think it would be more serious because of her dealing with bipolar disorder. Like, does she need her meds? Like, does she need help? You know what I mean? Like, it should be more concerning. Yes. And what I got, what seems really kind of twisted is that what I got from so much of my research is that it's almost like the investigators and the police blew it off because of that. It's like they used the fact that, oh, she probably just wanted her meds and she just went like, you know, on a binge somewhere maybe, or like just went on like a, you know, just went somewhere and she's fine, but she's just Mm -hmm. on her meds and she must be crazy. So, you know, it's not that serious, you know? And meanwhile, Nancy's like, yo, people like this really is real well it's like when kids run away or something it's like just because they chose to run away doesn't mean that they still don't need help you know what I mean like they still need to be found 100% oh makes me think of Johnny Gosh yes like it's just so awful like there's definitely a bias against people with mental health issues that they will that they'll all of a sudden just walk away from something but when they're missing significant life events like this like weddings and like Mm -hmm. things going on Mm -hmm. but I guess from the cop's perspective is like she's 37 years old right so she can come and go as she pleases she oh like they're openly saying like we're getting text messages from her so they're like oh you've heard from her god those those texts are just fucking everything up yeah it really is it really really is so abc news reached out to potawatomi county police to try to get a statement during the early stages of the investigation and their response was this The department takes all missing persons reports seriously, no matter the circumstances surrounding them. The available evidence during the initial investigation was inconclusive, but we did not give up. Hmm. It added. Sure. And all the while, this entire time, Dave fucking Krupa, okay, (laughs) is receiving thousands upon thousands of harassing text messages. Threatening text messages, emails, things like, uh, I'm going to make you suffer. We belong together, Dave. We okay. belong together. <laughs> right, Gary. We belong to the light. <laughs> Psycho female. Oh, yeah. God. This whole episode reminds me of crazy. Backstreet Boys songs. Like this whole episode, the whole time I'm yes. doing this research going, thinking of different Backstreet Boys songs like yes. today being like that they could do a musical about this story just set to the back. Oh my Boys. God, I'm back again. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Okay, Awful. also real quick, I need to know girls, were you BSB or were you in sync fans? I was in sync. Oh all the God, way. I was in sync 100%. You girl. guys, I, I know. am hardcore Backstreet Boys. I know. Wow. I mean, I liked wow. them. Both. Of course, me too. I, mean, I, I liked them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. But like, if I had to choose one, because I was, you obviously oh, I had to choose one. JT, I was always JT. JT is the deciding factor. I've loved him since I was like, he was since like he had that ramen hair. Yeah. I love him since he had the ramen hair. Seriously. Nah, dude. BSB, all the way. It really was. like, nah. Nah. No, nah. I had the same birthday as Kevin Richardson. So that was like done lights out for me. So. Yeah. It's meant to be obviously. Obviously. So, yes. Great. Totes. Cool. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Dave Krupa starts to realize from all these messages that a lot of them are directed towards Liz, right? This, the first girl that he started talking to on, on the internet. Some of these messages are like referencing her, Carrie's like trash talking Liz to Dave and like wishing harm and death to her and even going as far to start sending Liz actual messages and emails directly. How does she get her information? Yeah. So, okay. So you just wait, you just wait. (laughs) So Liz informs Dave Koopa, Dave Koopa. (laughs) King Koopa. It just comes out. (laughs) Dave Koopa, what Carrie had been doing. And then one day she even called him and said that Carrie had vandalized her garage and had written whore from Dave. Okay. In spray paint 
on the inside of her car garage. Whore from Dave. From Dave. Wait, like, wouldn't whore it be like Dave. Dave's whore? Like, why is <laughs> whore from Dave? It should have been like two whore from Dave. I know that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, so that's another thing about this too. Like the grammar Weird. and the spelling of this is like, so this is, that's one Bad. of the clues that will get you. So let's get back to okay. that too. Bring me back to the spelling and the grammar of all of these messages, okay? Mm-hmm. Because that is crucial to the investigation later, okay? Mm-hmm. So she she calls Dave, oh, my, my garage, it's been vandalized, help, help, okay? Liz <laughs> reports this incident to the Omaha police. In late November of 2012, okay? The weeks continue to go by. Carrie is missing more and more seriously important events. Her own birthday, Max's 15th birthday her own son's 15th birthday Mm -hmm. these are huge red flags these are huge huge red flags it is one thing for her to miss her own freaking birthday let alone her son's Mm -hmm. okay thanksgiving comes even her own dad's funeral horribly tragic okay for the mother to go through that like i just i have cold chills i can't even imagine Nancy, again, has just known the whole time that nothing's right. Something is not right. She's continuing to beg Carrie through text messages. Please, please, you just talk to me. Can you please just come home? Tell me what's going on. And Carrie is even going as far as leaving Max messages, sending messages to him, his phone saying things to him on the side. So even getting in, in his head and telling him she's going to come pick him up so they can move to Kansas and then never showing up and the little boy's waiting for her, okay? Nancy claims next that the text messages and emails take this turn and they start to get mean. Like, say they start to take this really just like this nasty turn that she'd never been a good mother, that she was controlling. The messages get cruel. And Nancy also notices that there's these grammatical errors and misspellings, which is just completely a shock to her because Carrie had always been a real freak about grammar and those sort of things. Carrie and Carly both. Prime right? example here. <laughs> Prime example here is the moms just always know. Like, yeah. seriously. Like, this is Definitely. just another thing right here. Like, the moms just fucking know. Like, when the mom is saying this to you, over and over and over and over again like stop like listen to the mother things just are like the things are just heightening now it's getting starting to get more and more intense dave is being stalked okay now at this point now he's getting messages that she's literally saying like i'm outside of your window looking at you she's describing what he's wearing and exactly what he's wearing and like what he's doing in his chair and he's like getting really freaked out okay he's like driving home one night dave krupa and he finds he sees the ford explorer right and he recognizes it it's like he's like i worked on that car i know that's that's fucking carrie's car okay so he takes a picture of the license plate and he sends it to the omaha police department the police immediately get go to the car they search the car and they find nothing but a single fingerprint on a mint container they run the fingerprint through the database and it doesn't match carrie and it doesn't match anyone in their profile like in their database five months now into carrie's missing being missing and nancy gets this call from a homeless shelter this is freaking so terrible too nancy gets a call from homeless shelter they're like oh we think we have your daughter here we believe we have your daughter here and her heart drops and she gets so excited and she thinks like that maybe this is actually a break in the case and that she's okay and they're going to bring her home and it was totally just a total full crock of shit she gets all the way there and it's not even her so fucked up so she had that little bit of hope and then it was torn from her so really quick who said or who how, why did they think she was carrie whoever it was or it was all just a prank call are coming from her numbers no but i mean like the homeless shelter so like was there even a woman and they thought it was carrie yeah, there was. but it wasn't or yeah. it was just a prank to begin with yeah there was a woman and she looked uh she resembled her but it was like literally like a homeless girl from like another state there she wasn't even a local or anything like that she okay. had just it yeah, it it totally ended up not even being her at all. Six months now, six months go by now, and Max is finally decides to, her son decides to take it upon himself to send a message to his mom. Hell an yeah, email, an yeah. email to his mom, and he asks her some really like official and definitive questions that he knows only she would know the answer to, like his middle name, his 
best friend's name, I think, from like school or something. And like their very first pet's name or something like that. He asked her that and he's like, you need, you know, mom, respond to me so that you can prove to prove that it's that I know it's you because we this is enough. This is too much. And he, he gets no response from her. Mm. Huge red flag again. Another huge red flag. But <clears throat> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. This kid is not stupid. He yeah. is using deductive reasoning to mm-hmm. say, if you're my mother, you can answer these questions for me, right? Smart. And it, it's for like sure. super smart to have yes. the presence of mind to yeah. do something like that is like yes. smart, my little heart. Smart kid. My heart, my heart goes out to him so much. Seriously. Yeah. Ugh, breaks my heart. Okay, so so during all of these, all of these things and during all these shenanigans, who do you think start like dating again and starts talking again because of this and like builds a bond like through this is none other than Dave Krupa and Liz, right? Because they're both being harassed by this Carrie. They're both going through the same thing. They're both victims in this harassment together right and so they're like oh we love each other let's go hit it up g on the sidelines and love each other right because they're both suffering and struggling so much you know the conjoined harassment from carrie seems to bring them closer together and Mm -hmm. they're watching you know this is an experience that krupa has right they're sitting on the couch they're watching a movie together and both of their phones start dinging and going off right ding 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 and all this these messages are blowing up watching a movie right and he never just that. watching a movie with dave you know what i mean netflix, and, chill. Chill. netflix, netflix and, chill. and chill 100 netflix <laughs> and dave so yeah here's an example so their phones start blowing up he looks at his, his phone it's carrie saying you know shit talking him right sure enough liz's phone's going ding 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 and she looks and she's like it's carrie and he looks and sure enough like it's messages from carrie and she's you know saying shit to her too then dave gets an email from carrie saying that she's going to kill liz and the email has a picture of a woman tied up with tape over her mouth okay her hands actually tied up and it looks like she's in a trunk or like in something it doesn't look good in a box or something looks weird as hell is what it looks like this is really really crazy so he calls liz to find out like if she's okay and she's like i'm fine like i'm totally fine and he's like just completely freaked out so august 2013 liz collier calls 911 her house caught fire with all of her house pets inside including two dogs a cat and a snake the fire was arson and liz had told the police that she believed it was carrie farber that did the fire that started the fire i can't i can't this is just like <clears throat> this is now like we are at a point of like no return like this right. the escalation here is just like to really really another what degree. is going on this is also, why i had to do this story this is what why. are the police doing at this point for this harassment situation they're not taking it vandalism arson they're yeah. they're these reports are coming in from liz 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 Liz, Liz, these reports are constantly coming in from her. No one was really investigating the crime. What the, no one was investigating the case that much yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're six, seven, eight months in now, and no one's like taking has started to take it that seriously. Okay, like it's one of those. It's literally one of those cases that sits on the desk. It's like oh, the missing person you know, that's like kind of on the back burner. That's like not a super 911, but we've got her chilling over there. You know, it's like, that's what it reminds me of. Like, it's kind of like, oh, she is bipolar. She left, uh, you know, she was, you know, having She's still talking, like like Quinny said, she's still talking to people. She's still messaging people. People are still having contact with her. Sure, maybe she's off her meds. So that's why she's saying these erratic things, you know, whatever. But somebody's fucking house just burned down. Like, do you, like, how, what, a, what sort of public health risk is it that someone's home in a neighborhood yeah. just fucking burned with down? Animals. 
yeah so all the animals that which is just i literally can't even so but, I, but also before before that even happened she emails the picture of the woman in the trunk okay yes it wasn't liz at that point mm-hmm. but like they don't know that it couldn't have been another another dead woman, lady like an actual yeah. per, like another person yes. in a trunk but they like, just okay. for whatever reason yeah that's why the the detectives that come in in just a little bit are really they're true heroes like they really really are liz calls dave dave my fucking <laughs> he's freaked out by this point krupa is like get me a motherfucking gun okay yeah. so he goes out and he buys himself a nine millimeter uh revolver i believe by this point it's spring of 2015 2015 and it's been two and a half years now that she's been missing and this is where detectives Ryan Avis and Jim Doty come into the picture. They're really amazing. They had no, they had heard about the case. They'd been, they'd been talking about the case for a couple, for a few months at this point now. They decided, to t- they got permission. They decided to take the case on. They wanted to solve it. Initially, they, the way that they kind of collaborate together to solve the, the investigation, that's just so fascinating to me, is one of them decides to investigate her as though she's still alive. And one of them decides to investigate her as though she's dead, as though she's not alive. Cover all the bases. Which is, which exactly, which is so cool to me. These detectives really are something special. Definitely love them. They also throw this tech guy named Anthony Kava into the mix as well, who becomes sort of like their technical guy who does all of like the decoding and all of that kind of stuff. And the three of them kind of become this sort of dream team for for you know figuring out this carry freaking situation as the detectives start to go through this sift through this old evidence they find out some things that make liz herself become a person of interest things like the like i said earlier the fact that all of these reports that are being made are from her so like this carrie stalking me my house is burned down it was carrie uh someone is outside dave's window right now it was carrie okay all of these things are coming in from them but they're all the report is all from this one girl also it's been two years now and they go and they look at, at carrie's get this this is interesting they go and look at carrie's finances and her checking account hasn't been touched for like two years okay like red flag mm-hmm. huge huge like because even if something they, there would have been some sort of action according to them there's just it's just it's totally highly unlikely that an account would go completely inactive like if she had right? left regardless of whether she was in the throes of like a bipolar you know crisis or whatever she still could have used an atm like yeah. she needs money to live 100 at or some even point if somebody did kill her you would even think that they would use it you know yeah. so it's just right. like it makes it like why why yeah so any of the contacts are anything they had heard from Carrie all this time was through emails and messages. So this is kind of where Anthony Kava comes in to the picture. He just starts sort of sifting through all of this stuff because both Krupa and Liz had agreed to give their phones over to the investigators. This the would start be this, a nightmare for me. At the start of this I would be probably put on a list if somebody took my phone away with the shit that we look up for this oh, show alone. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Alone. I oh, somebody yeah. would be like, it was Jocelyn. <laughs> or she go she regularly Googles murder cases. Like yeah. she yeah, is exactly. like, yeah. I know. So, it's so true. It's I so would funny. be fucked. So they hand their phones over and Kava begins to uncover all this shit and he determines pretty early on that. He doesn't believe that the messages are coming from Carrie at all. Okay. Oh! Oh my God! Oh, are they what? Wow. Are they coming from the Backstreet Boys? Yes! Uh, Backstreet Boys. Back. All right. Okay. Here's a quote from Kava. Okay. We knew that these messages don't seem to really be coming from Carrie Farber. Carrie, or the imposter who was pretending to be Carrie, sent Dave anywhere from about 15,000 email messages over a three-year span and upwards of 25,000 to 55,000 text messages. 
Fifty-five thousand. Okay. Like, who's got the time? Okay. You would have to send a text every two hours for three years. Oh wow. my god. Which okay. just shows that she's sending how many a minute. Like yeah. Yeah. Then detectives find a pretty incriminating photo on Liz's phone. She also called Carrie using the star 67 mode, which is the hide your number option. Okay. And this didn't make any sense to them because Carrie and Liz did not know each other at all. So why would she be calling her six times from star six, seven from her phone? Okay. Idiot. And the, yeah. and the picture they find, obviously, is the picture that we talked about earlier with the girl with the tape over her mouth tied up with her hands, like, behind her back. This doesn't make any sense to them. They're just, like, trying, they're finding more and more stuff. More and more red flags are coming out. It's just not looking good. Dete- yeah, I feel like right then and there, they should have just been, I wish that they should, they could have just got her right there. Yeah. Boom, yeah. done. Like, yeah. Okay, so they research that picture farther and they find out, shocker girls, it came from her phone. It came from Liz's phone camera, girls. Done, done though, we're done. Okay. It's over. We're playing games on my phone. <laughs> playing games on my phone. phone. Unbelievable. My I phone. should have no phone. Okay. It's my oh. phone. <laughs> it's my phone. What is wrong with you? Why? Why? It, what it are you using your own phone yet. for? Like what? Like. Uh, not yet. Okay. They find the photo of the woman. They find out the picture was taken from Liz's phone. Video recording. They find also a video recording of someone outside of Dave Krupa's house. They find video of someone outside of his house that had been uploaded to YouTube under Carrie's name. But when homeboy freaking detective solver, technical mathematician genius of the lifetime freaking discovers it, he finds out that it's from none other than Liz fucking Goyer, okay? Oh my god. From fucking Liz The IP address belonged to Liz. Did Carrie even have a YouTube page before this? Yeah, probably not. You know what I mean? Like Anything that Carrie had, it had had been created by her, apparently. So Dodie and Avis then go to Nancy Rainey for an interview, okay, for the mother, and they want to talk to her and they want to go, and this, this is the part that I just died, because they go to her and they tell her, we believe you, and we know that this is fucking foul play, and we know that you are right, and that something went wrong, and so on and so forth, and she just, you know, is so grateful. They immediately become huge heroes in her eyes, because of them just right off the bat, just believing her, and just making her feel like somebody was going to actually do something to take care of the case, yeah. you know? So little love muffins, okay? I can't with that. <laughs> okay. But also it's like, finally. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've told like it's you. About time. I've been telling you motherfuckers this. Investigators match the unidentified fingerprint on that mint can. Who do you think it belongs to? Liz, okay? Dave realizes, oh, my gun's gone. Where did it go? I don't know. I can't find it anywhere. Cops are trying to figure out a way to get Liz. They're like, we got to put a ruse up and like try to figure this out, right? What are we going to do? And then all of a sudden, Liz is just in the freaking, she's in the station. And then detectives are like, what the hell? Like, why is she here? Like, we were going to go try to get her in here. And now she just showed up. Well, she was there to file a complaint. She wanted to file a complaint. So who did she want to file a complaint against? She wanted to file a complaint against Amy Flora. If you remember who Amy Flora was, that's Dave Krupa's ex from the very beginning of the freaking story, girls, that he was with for 12 years, that he had just left to get fresh on the internet dating. Okay. So she wants to go and to the station and she wants to tell the police that she believes that Amy is harassing her and that it's not Carrie. It's actually Amy Flora. Tell me why. It's just, (laughs) they're talking, they're chatting it up. And the missing gun just gets mentioned randomly by Liz. Oh, 
Dave had this gun, you know, he had this nine millimeter, whatever, revolver, whatever. The very next day, a nine, I can't, I can't even take it. Very next day, exactly 24 hours after Liz had been at the station, a 911 call is made. It's Liz. She claims that she had been shot in the leg in the park and that she needed help and that she had been shot in hurry. Help. Help me and get here. I, I've been shot in the leg. She, Benny, this is real she life. Also this said, really happened. She this also really happened. told the cops that it was Amy for sure, 100%. Yes, she blamed it, that And it was the Amy, fucking yes. police fucking stormed Amy's house in the yes. middle of the evening and yes. scared the shit out of her kids of her. and her family uh-huh. and like this this poor little like lady who just again just ended up in in some sort of proximity to fucking Dave. literally anybody that had anything to do with Dave fucking <laughs> suffered repercussions from this beyond thing. can beyond. you imagine being the ex and being like yo this stuff that I need to deal with because my, my baby daddy, like, are you What would you do if they were telling you what you were wearing? Okay. Nope. What would you do if they told you what you were wearing and you look down and they were like, oh, you're wearing a Garfield shirt, Katie. And you were like, I feel like because you're not on the phone and this is just me, like totally, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking a Sunday night football game (laughs) but I totally probably would have been on the phone with the cops and there is someone looking in my windows they've threatened (laughs) to kill me multiple times they burned down my girlfriend's house and killed all of her pets and yeah I don't know where my gun is (laughs) like like what yep. the shit is going on? During all of these interrogations with Liz, the start of these, they get her phone for a second time. So hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 So just to, be, just to be just to be sure, Liz is the most unlucky woman of all time because Ever. her garage got spray painted. Her house burned down. Her total all her pets are dead, and now her leg. She got shot in the leg. Total but lived, but lived. Yeah. But now she's just dealing with victim. Victim one hundred and one. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. All right. Cool. Got it. Got it. Cool. 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 No doubt. Second. Second download. Second. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, man. I'm dead. I can't. <laughs> I'm dead. Second download. Okay, so really, this guy. This has to go back to homeboy. What is his name? What the Kava. hell is the guy's name? Anthony Kava. Kava. Freaking Kava, he's man. He's a genius, dude. Because just jinx. who can do this? Like, he's like, oh, let me just re-download her phone and just find even more shit. So the second download, he finds that she had twenty to thirty different registered fake email addresses okay all of which had some connection to carrie farber in some way so like her name was in them her last name her lucky numbers her birthday her favorite color okay it was it was things like down to a t that even only she like carrie would know like private things about her about her life and shit Okay, like e- these email addresses that were created all by Liz. An app on her phone, they also find an app that is a delayed text messaging app. Okay, are you ready for this? A delayed text messaging app that you can send the text messages on the app to the number and then it will send them at a set time that you want it to send them to. This is fucking Chris Watts with that hidden text messaging system on his phone. This is shady fucking shit. Like what other reason would you need for that app? I need to know. So shy. So this is now, now, so for everybody at home, like this is starting to shed all this light on things, right? Like it brings you back to like, oh my God. So that's how she was getting text messages. Like while they were together and why Dave was so convinced that this was real like that he was being stalked by carrie when that just wasn't the case it had to be a full-time job for her the detectives claimed she had to be 100 stalking these people constantly daily almost every single hour of every day she had to be stalking these people 
and their moves. Like what the actual fuck? It's Seriously. like catfish. Like how do they mm-hmm. keep all this straight? You know what I mean? Like it when really catfish is. has like numerous accounts felt, and stuff. Like how? That's what I felt like when I was watching it. One hundred percent is it was an episode of fucking catfish. Oh my god, you're not kidding. So two weeks after she's been shot, the detectives have Liz come in for another interview, still trying to blame it on Amy. This has now been a two and a half week thing where it's everything is Amy now. Okay. She has no idea that she is now their primary suspect. So they talk to her and they're like, we need you to send a message to Amy and we need you to tell her, you know, we need you to get her to confess in a way. And so Liz is like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. I can totally do that. So it's not even 24 hours later and the detectives receive, start receiving these emails. Okay, that are being forwarded to them from Liz that are emails from Amy Flora, okay, to Liz claiming what she did and how she did it, okay, and how she did the murder. And it's gruesome, girls. It's gruesome. Like, the way she describes it, a lot of stab wounds to the neck, she apparently dismembered her and put her into like bags and just put through her in different places. Very descriptive, just super freaking weird. Okay. But they're, but mind you, they're all coming from Amy Flora forwarded to the police, right? Not even 24 hours after. Cause after. like Amy's just going to want to soup. Like she's totally going to just want to tell Liz like all her deep, dark secrets. <clears throat> like got to her for sure. Got to. Looking back on the things <laughs> I have done. <laughs> I'm it telling really you. Like a, like it's like a album. Every single thing in this episode oh reminds me of the Backstreet Boys. Seriously. I can't even fucking explain now it. I oh my God. That we're falling apart <laughs> from the way that it used to be. My favorite song hasn't come up yet, so I'm still waiting. Oh, okay. Amy Flora, in emails, describes in gruesome detail the murder that took place in Carrie's truck. And the detectives now go and decide to search the truck now for the third time. So they go back for the third time to this fucking Ford. And this time, they're like, fuck it, we're ripping the damn fabric off. So they take the fabric off, and there's blood stains underneath the passenger seat. They do a DNA test, and sure enough, the blood ma- is that of Carrie Farmers. This reminds me of Jennifer Doolos a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh. Here comes Liz again, back for more interrogation, revealing the evidence now that they have against her, okay? So they tell her what they have against her. She denies any involvement. She has nothing to do with it, and she claims she doesn't even have internet access or service. <laughs> I don't, I actually don't work there. Like, I don't even have internet. Okay. Actually, I, I don't work here. Help! <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have internet service. Help! Our sweet little love muffins, little Dodie and Avis, they go over and they get a search warrant for her house. And they find belongings of Carrie's at Liz's house, including a camera including a camcorder get this camcorder has a recording on it who's on the recording carrie what is carrie making a video of on her camcorder oh it's just a report of somebody vandalizing carrie's car two days before she went missing okay so Mary was obviously already being stalked and already being harassed and already shit was happening to her days leading up to her death, which is just so horrible mm-hmm. to even add on top of everything else. It's just so infuriating. For the end of this segment, we now refer to her as Jizz and not Liz. None of this would have even happened if it wasn't for her. All right. So December 22nd, 2016 comes the arrest. Jizz is arrested <laughs> and charged with first degree murder. This is also crazy. Brenda Beadle, a Douglas County attorney who prosecuted, prosecuted the case, said this, okay, about it. She said, this was by far the most difficult case that I've ever tried. 
most homicides are dark. This one was bizarre to the point where it would take some convincing to make somebody believe that it actually happened, she said. There is no that there is no way that someone would actually let their dogs die in a fire that they started. And there is no way that someone would actually shoot themselves in the femur. Body still has never been found to this day. Liz's defense attorney decides to not have a jury and decides to let the judge decide Liz's fate. While all of that is happening while she's awaiting trial, Krupa finds a tablet in storage. And he's like, oh, maybe this is important. And so he brings it in and finds out finds a picture. Kava finds a picture on the tablet and it is literally a picture of a foot. Okay. That is partially like it's decomposed, slightly decomposed, and it has a tattoo on it. And they find out that it is the matching description of Carrie's tattoo. That was a little Kada. Chinese symbol for mother on her foot. It's so fucked up. Liz had literally, so he literally found out, you know, Kava said that he found out in that moment, basically, that it was like that exact moment that he found out that she literally, like, basically tortured and killed her, and that she basically took photos of her fucking body afterwards, after she, he did, she did God knows what with her body that has still to this day never been found. I'd be really interested to know, like, like, the science of it, like, how far decomposed was it? Mm -hmm. when she took the photo you know what i mean and like where was the photo taken of the foot do you know what i mean like how long after her death did she then take a trophy picture yeah and you can't see a lot like it's not i mean it was i think i would say for my guess i saw the picture and i would say it was only slightly decomposed like i don't Mm -hmm. you could still see like her foot but you can't the surroundings aren't very clear at all Mm -hmm. okay in 2017 judge timothy burns found jizz goyer guilty of first degree murder and he sentenced her to life in prison during his ruling burns said carrie farber did not voluntarily disappear and drop off the face of this earth very sadly, she was murdered. Jizz remains to this day at the Nebraska Correctional Center for Women and still claims her innocence to this day. She's written a couple letters to Rule claiming her Hello. innocence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Important thing from this story is to clear Carrie's name 100%. Like, Liz completely, this girl completely destroyed Carrie Farber's entire life. Everything that the girl was ever known for by anybody she tarnished and ran this whole girl's name into the mud let alone killed her so yeah it wasn't bad enough to physically take her life she like took everything about her life i wanted to dedicate the episode to nancy and max and all of their immediate friends and family because it's really important that everybody knows that carrie was not this kind of a person she was a kind loving woman who you know had a good friendship with a guy and lost her life over for nothing for no reason yeah so crazy it's absolutely totally wild like what really gets me is obviously the fire killing all the pets because like how are how it was all her can you it was all freaking her and then to message the poor son like the poor son is like hey mom and she's like oh hey little man what's up and he's like if you really my mom answer these questions and then she doesn't like how do you play around with a kid like that that is not okay she took it to whole other extremes whole other level they're they're few and far between it's you know it's the one thing to be like an omema or to be like a um an eileen and eileen for example who's like seeking revenge on like dirty old perverted men you know this is like somebody that is literally completely like enveloped themselves into someone else's like life it's like just it reminds me of fucking cecily aguilar oh i have major fucking vanessa guillen vibes with this case yes the whole the yes getting involved like this like why are you getting involved like this it doesn't make any sense you gotta watch i don't think like i don't think 
Vanessa Gann didn't have anything to do with Aaron Robinson. Like right. she, she didn't have she anything to do there. with She just worked, like she just happened to be there just like Carrie Farber just happened to happened be there to when Liz was there. One time, right, yeah. And I don't know what it is, but like, it reminds me of Vanessa Gann, Cecily Aguilar. It reminds me of Sherry Rasmussen, who we will definitely cover. But she, mm-hmm. she it's like, I've been looking at these, whenever you look up Carrie Farber, you get the side-by-side of her and Liz. And I'm like, okay, one of these people looks like they are shining from the inside out. And the yes. other looks like a shell of a person. Like she came out of the yes. hole of death. Yeah. She came out of a fucking year. <laughs> and so like but so you see that with them and then you look at Cecily Aguilar and Vanessa Guillen and it's the same thing it's like people who look like one of them looks like a true shining light like a very like just a very like and special one of them glowing has, person and, and one, one of them, them is like, like they haven't slept for three fucking days because they've been <laughs> under your bed <laughs> And I'm oh, telling right. you right now, this is why we are so fucking silly tonight is because of Vanessa Guillen, because we were just as silly during her episode, because yeah. this is what the fuck we're talking about. It's like this, there is something very, very toxic um, about like this dynamic between women, this idea that like not like I will make the ultimate sacrifice for him or I will like do the thing like I just think back to Carly being like I love my husband but I'm not going to help him dismember somebody and Katie being like but you're not like you're not obsessed with him and I think like having like just having that having the ability to be like no I'm going to go a step further to like win him quote unquote like we're are we we still talking about Dave like we're still talking about Dave right fucking Dave also it's but it's also it's not even that it's like jealousy and envy mixed together with the obsession of the dude so yeah. like they're obsessed with the dude, but they're also jealous because the dude either had already dated the girl in this case, yes. or had like, was looking at her from afar, like with mm-hmm. Vanessa and yep. it, they're jealous that the other one is, you know, spent any time or effort on the other one. There were so and then they're envious because they girl, want what they have. It's amazing. Like, psycho that she on top like, of psycho sandwich topped with a double decker, a sandwich psycho. She, she thought like she really thought that she could at like she thought that she could like pull this off like she were like I firmly believe she burned down the house because she killed Carrie there so mm-hmm. like she's got to destroy that like any evidence of her being about the, all the blood in the car though oh interesting well if she was taking the pictures I think she she might have gotten her inside hmm Mm-hmm. would be like would be like th- her being in the trunk and stuff mm, sure right like it, sure. I feel like it, I don't know because they do not probably for the best really they do not really get into they get into some of those photos but they I mean there were thousands right mm-hmm. and right. so like I don't know I feel like she didn't the whole thing with killing the pets it's like she just had to make it look like she she really thought that she was, it was to, yeah it was just to further her lies that's pull, all like she pull was it willing off. to go the extent as far as to kill because but she did no pull it off for two and a half years ever, right that's true no one would ever suspect that someone would do something that mm-hmm. fucking demented mm-hmm. as to kill your own animals yeah it's just beyond oh my God. to burn your own house down to burn your own house down, all your belongings everything yeah totally wild also i'm like There's surprised no that it didn't escalate to a situation with dave yeah see okay so why does she what what's the point like of not killing dave or even like threatening him in some way like you're because need to be mine now i'm gonna keep shooting him or yeah, whatever like she, because she's just keeps get to be being with him this whole time, pretty much. She's got to be with him the whole time, basically. But the level of obsession, though, you would think it would it would feed it would like line. lead into the right the line of like her feelings for him. Well, it was like keeping him hostage just, there one day or something. Well, it like, was you're never she was leaving just now. Doing it like through the person of Carrie, basically. Yeah, she that's true. Doing all of it through pretending to be someone else. 
Right. But it was just her still doing all that psycho shit, just making it, making it to be believed that it was someone else. I was just gonna say, I wish I could have been there when like the police were like, it's you, girl. <laughs> honey. Like, like honey. honey, it's you. Like, this is the evidence we have. It's yeah. you. And you know what I mean? Like, I wish I could have just been there to see your face. Don't work here. I don't. I was going to ask you what your favorite Backstreet Boys song is. Hey, Mr. DJ, keep playing this song for me. <laughs> Out on the floor in my arms. She's Jesus. got a That was my favorite nice. It unfortunately didn't come into play. Oh, no. At this particular juncture, but it made Mr. Me DJ, Mr. DJ. <laughs> R.I.P. Carrie Farmer. Carrie, I can't. Yes, and yeah, and so, so much love and 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 yeah, thoughts and and our hearts go out to to Nancy and Max for sure because they had a wonderful mother who deserves to have her name like be remembered for the good that she was and not for this horribly tragic psycho sociopath freaking crazy person. Yeah, truly. No, Girls, what have we learned? Because I've learned yet again to not internet date. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So my sister <laughs> met, her, <laughs> met her husband on Match. They are the exception to the rule. I know. They are like, my the friends, rarest of the rare. I have friends who have oh, a wonderful yeah, relationship. Too. Yes. Me too. But like the Craigslist like killer and like uh, this we're done happens. with Craigslist. Craig, uh, no more Craigslist. Uh, Nobody ever go on Craigslist again. We're no. done. We're done. Don't ever do it. Don't ever Don't ever do, do it. it. We also we saw this with Gail too. Mm. Gail had uh Gail Katz had mental illness issues, yes. suicide attempts. And when she went missing, a lot of people just said she just ran off. You know, and just because Carrie had a bipolar diagnosis also, like, you know, what does that even mean? You know, not all doctors are created equal. Most of the time you got to get at least a second opinion. Mm -hmm. If she was on medication and she was taking care of herself, um, you know, by which by all accounts she was, it's just, it's fucked up to to do that and to just to say that everybody, like everybody's got their own thing going on in Mm -hmm. their head. So like, it's just not fair to stigmatize her just because she had a diagnosis, you know, like right. it, that doesn't make anybody more likely to fucking um, walk away from, from anything. Yeah, like regardless, try to find them. Like who cares if they're a runaway <laughs> or they can, they're an, an adult and can leave on their own. Like at least find them, ask them, yes. do you want to be, you know what I mean? Go back to your life or whatever and let the family yeah. know. They don't want to come back, but we know that they're safe somewhere. Exactly. The biggest point is to not let the, exactly, is to not let the mental illness like be uh, like in the way of figuring a case out. It's just, it's not right because mental illness is a real thing. It's, it's a real thing and people really struggle from it, but they can still, exactly like you said, it's like they can still have a normal, like life totally still be you know a normal part of society so it's like they deserve to be helped just as much as anybody else yeah and i think that that puts some time i think that puts some time too on it being a oh yeah it costs those dogs and cats and snake their lives it definitely costs that for sure and like i don't know just just, i just shoot yourself though well, like the like to I shoot know. yourself it's on another level and she did it out in public at a park she didn't even park. do it in the privacy of her own home like she yes. was brazen about it to shoot yourself though with I dave's mean, gun that he just like lost okay also what else have we learned lock up your gun dave know where it is at all times if you have someone who is looking in your windows, I would say put it away. Put the gun where you're you afraid enough where... to know. You're afraid enough to get the gun to begin with because of all of this. Maybe know where it is. That just also goes to show you too further, like how much time she was just like spending with him. Still, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. and yeah. I bet it was a total fucking situation where she was like, oh. 
Oh, Dave, I just, I went to hang up your keys, whatever, and I don't know where I put them. And she just like made copies of a key and just was rolling yes. up in there. Like that, yes. like, oh my or she, no, no, had, no, she no, had no, Carrie's. she took Carrie's key. Yes. Yeah, she took Carrie's key. 100. 100%. Yeah. Oh, my oh my God. God. Uh, Dave, something oh about Dave. God. There's something about Dave. There's something know. about Dave. I don't know. Also, real quick, not to be totally morbid, how did, like, what should she do with Carrie's body by herself? That, okay. So the blood in the car, right? So she, just like you pointed out, Carly, she probably killed her in the car. Then she probably put her inside something to get her mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. and chopped her up and threw her away. Oh, my God. I mean, we've seen Cecily did it. Yeah. You know, true. if we, we've true. seen it, we've seen that it can be done, but also like so many questions, I have so many questions. I couldn't find out what Liz's occupation was. I'm like, yes. what is she doing? What is yeah. she doing all day? Like, how is this possible? Is she on government assistance? Like, are we looking at a Lori Vallow situation where she's just like cashing in and doing nefarious shit all day? Right. Or, or like, I, I also wanted to know what was the insurance policies on the house and how did that not red flags with the with the investigators red flags flying all over the place like what are we doing i can't i don't know if also if a guy tells you that he straight up is not interested in a long-term relationship i think um you know i don't know take him at his word if you're gonna netflix and dave it's a what it's a one shot deal merry christmas i stopped your house I you a christmas wreath and i broke it out i don't care burn it down. you killed when you killed, killed. Don't care what, what you killed it's fucked up it's oh really bad God. the all the backstreet boys own the rights to all those songs we do not own those songs we don't nope. own the rights to any of the any songs but they are appropriate songs. for this story for it's this true. particular song yeah all right well everyone have a wonderful uh very merry christmas and a happy yes. new year we'll see you we'll see you one more time in 2020 all right quins love okay, you. Love you. Love you. Bye. bye